This podcast is intended to motivate, educate, support, and inspire you on your journey towards inner peace. We are not medical professionals, and we do not offer any medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek the advice of a licensed medical professional. Welcome back to A Witch, A Mystic, and a Feminist. We are back with our amazing guest, Mel Morris. So let's continue the conversation. So we can turn a corner. We've talked about astrology and tarot. Um, But you also work a great deal with the LGBT Chamber of Commerce, correct? So what do you do in that capacity? um, I got tricked several years ago (laughs) when I I moved to Charlotte. Um, So we lived in Philadelphia before we came down and we actually built our house here in Charlotte. And so I was the one tasked with coming down to check on things um, because I'm the bossy one. (laughs) And so uh, when I would come down, you know, (laughs) you kind of see what's going on around town. And the first event that I went to was actually one with the LGBT Chamber of Commerce. And uh, they just kind of latched on like some of my, you know, like my, my best guy friend, um, was the first person to like connect with me and stay connected. And, uh, everybody was just so amazing. And I was like, yes, these are amazing people. I want to continue to support. And so when we finally moved to town, uh, I actually joined the board. They, it was like election season, coincidentally. And so I joined the board and <laughs> and it was uh, much smaller than it is right now, but doing great work. And when I say I got tricked, it's because I came on board. We were doing great work. My goal was to come in and, and create more training opportunities because mm-hmm. that's my background. And then uh, HB2 happened. So HB2 here in Charlotte, this was in 2016. So it was known as the bathroom bill. And so what happened was Mm. the city of Charlotte uh, had put this basically like this ordinance in place, uh, allowing for people to use the restroom. It was more of a good faith effort supporting the trans community. Um, It put an ordinance in place allowing folks like to use the bathroom that match their gender identity. Right. Um, Because there Mm -hmm. there wasn't anything at the time saying that you couldn't. But there were problems happening, right, for folks in the trans community um, that really weren't being addressed because there wasn't anything saying that they could use the bathroom based on identity, right? So there wasn't necessarily a problem before this kindness took place. So as soon as that happened, the state, now again, I live in the South, is as progressive as Charlotte is, North Carolina is still in the South. And so um, Mm -hmm. the state decided like, oh no, we we can't let that be a thing, right? And so... Mm -hmm. It became this controversy of, um, you know, from a state perspective of like, Charlotte, you can't just do whatever you want to do. Of course, all of the very conservative, allegedly Christian right, you know, were like, oh, I don't you, I don't want these men in the bathroom with my daughters and right. All the normal garbage right. that comes up around these issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there was some 
past issue with folks on the board that they did not want to become the center of the story. So they stepped down. Mm -hmm. Well, once that happened, the folks who were on the board was like, well, I don't feel comfortable stepping up. Well, I don't feel, Melissa, you should be the person to, (laughs) you know, be the voice. And I was like, guys, I just moved here. Like... (laughs) You don't all even remember my name, I don't think. Like, it was that new. Um, But long story short, I ended up being president of the chamber about five months into living in town and being on the board. Um, At the height of this controversy happening statewide, you know, to the point that, you know, news media and people from other states um, were contacting us like, you know, well, what does this mean? And we don't want to send people into North Carolina if, if folks aren't going to be able to use the bathroom in places. We lost millions and millions of dollars from a corporate perspective because and we are still technically on a travel ban on a, like an LGBT travel mm-hmm. ban um, because stemming from HB2 um, because people don't want to spend their money in places where all of their constituents aren't going to feel safe. Right. right? And so totally valid Mm -hmm. reasons, but shitty if you live in that particular state, right? right? Like we lost, we used to have the, um, the CIAA tournaments here um, for years. We lost that. Um, So big money left us and it was, A lot because, you know, again, in this progressive city that kind of started this movement, we were the only like LGBT voice. And so I spent a lot of energy um, talking to people. I I traveled out of state to talk to other um, groups about what this could mean and, and how to avoid some of the pitfalls and just sharing the experience of what we were going through. And so because of all of that, once, you know, we kind of got into the clear and we could breathe, I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm out. Like, obviously, I came in too hot (laughs) um, and this was a lot. This is not what I was expecting to come into. I'm glad that I could Mm kind of steer the ship through things. But um, again, the thing that I really wanted to do, I I couldn't at the time. And then I just got burnt out super fast. I stayed always, you know, a part of the group. You know, I stayed as a member. I fully like I'm always the cheerleader. So, you know, um, and again, some of my closest friends are folks on the board. And so I never was really too far away. And so just recently, um, after a lot of time and consideration was like, you know what? Lots of things have changed. There's lots of new energy and new resources. And I really think I can come in and focus on the things that I want to do, right? That that uh, cardinal energy, right, of, of getting things started. Right. <laughs> and so I just recently came back onto the board and again, really feel like now is the time where we can really grow and expand. You know, they have been able to bring on some amazing sponsors um, that have never before funded LGBT causes like NASCAR. NASCAR has oh, never put dollars that. into our community mm-hmm. and support. And so we are the first organization that, you know, LGBT identifying organization that they have invested money in and they've gone like all in. Like last year we had our yeah. business expo wow. at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, right, which is here in yeah. Charlotte. Uh, they 
have hosted events for us. Like they're completely in. Now, part of that, they had someone who identified as gay, one of their drivers who came out very loudly. And I think that was their push initially to get involved. But whatever, you know, Uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll take it, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Uh so that's been really amazing. And, you know, the chamber, it it does. I mean, it, it makes a difference for people to see that regardless of how you identify individually, that if you are, you know, from a business perspective, if you're putting your money where your mouth is and you are a member or a sponsor or, you know, an organization working together with queer communities, it means something, you know, and, and people yeah, it does. want to spend their money and spend their energy on groups who are inclusive, and who are looking out for, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger picture uh, in society. And and certainly, yeah. you know, there are folks in any circle, right? We're not all going to agree on, on everything. Folks in the LGBT community, you know, everybody wants their own letter, right? That's why we've got this whole alphabet soup sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> LGBTQIA++++, yeah. right? Um, uh-huh. Because there is this huge umbrella that we really are, are bringing folks um, in allowing space to really grow and understand who you are. But from a business perspective, again, it's really important. And I I don't think people fully understand it who are not necessarily in the queer community don't understand how important it is. Right. I mean, visibility, representation matters. Right. right? So we we hear about it a lot, especially in communities of color. But the same holds holds true um, for needing to have safe spaces in queer communities. And so, you know, when I talk about the work that I do and, you know, when I say women and queer communities, obviously that just leaves leaves out straight men specifically. Right. <laughs> Not that I don't love straight men. Good. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I know it's pretty broad. Right. They have enough. Um, <laughs> and I certainly do work with a few, but I, I mean, I find they're they're less willing to open up to a woman in general, but they're less open to a couple of things that I do specifically. Um, But it's important to me that that representation is there and that folks know if they're coming, you know, to a workshop or to some, you know, group activity or something that they know they're in a safe space with people who Mm -hmm. have either been vetted or again, like on paper, you've made this commitment. You've said to the world, I support this organization or this group. Um, And again, it, it really as shown by the money that North Carolina lost when that when HB2 happened and certainly not just HB2, but there are huge ramifications. And I'm really proud of a lot of corporations um, that took that stand and said, no, we're we're not going to spend our money in, in non-safe places. So, well, right. I love the work that you're doing. That's you're absolutely amazing. And, you know, the fact that you're stepping out and making sure that the community is seen and heard is just thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, there's a lot of like you said, not everyone in every circle is going to agree. Um, and certainly not everyone in every circle is thinking as widely <laughs> because, you know, I have people that I've had conversations with who have never thought about where they shop mm-hmm. um, or what their dollars do um, or what their dollars right. support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just from a basic level. 
um, and having those conversations, most of Mm -hmm. the time, those people are shocked, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, have you done any research into XYZ company and what they support and what they don't? No, Yeah, (laughs) you might want to, you know? Um, And, but there are a lot of people out there that just don't, I don't know, just don't think Mm -hmm. about that. Um, And don't think about, the safety that is needed too. Like you, you mentioned the safe spaces, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of people, and it's privilege. I'm very privileged, um, but they don't think about. They've always right. felt safe, and so you've got to step outside of that. And well, what about all the people in the world right. that have not felt right. safe always? And those are hard, but very vital conversations to have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I appreciate yes. that you are doing that Thank work. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It means yeah. a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I spent, um, I've spent many years working in, you know, DEI work. And it's funny, I joked with some folks that I was doing DEI work back when it was just D, when it was right. just diversity. There was no <laughs> equity and inclusion. We hadn't evolved <laughs> to that yet. Yeah. And so, uh you know, I mean, it, it comes pretty naturally to me. My background is pretty diverse um, and both from a family perspective, from neighborhoods I've lived in. And so for me, it really is to your point, Christy, about those conversations, right, that I found mm-hmm. that opening the door to having the conversation when people are willing to have that conversation, then they're willing to learn something. They're they're willing to I don't want to say be wrong. Right. But they're willing to exchange ideas and hear new perspectives. Mm -hmm. And part of it is um, I have found that I have met people. I've I've done workshops and talks and and I used to work for the ACLU in Pennsylvania. And so this was, you know, like marriage equality work. So I'm around the state talking about why marriage equality is important. And I would have people come out to these conversations and say, well, I, I don't know why this is important. I don't even know any gay people. Right. And, and first, of course, yeah. I'd say, well, hi, my name is <laughs> Melissa and I'm a lesbian <laughs> and here's a picture of my wife. Right. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just, never having an opportunity, you know, to your, to your point of, of Mm -hmm. privilege. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just never having had the conversations and never having seen a need for a conversation. And I can't be mad at somebody who just doesn't know what they don't know. But when you're willing to come out and say, I don't even, you know, yeah, I don't see why this is important, but I'm here for you to answer that question, mm-hmm. then I feel like mm-hmm. it, if it's safe to do so, that it's our responsibility to have those conversations with people, yeah. you know, and yeah. and not need yeah. to be right. Right. My goal isn't ever to like, you're going to convert to whatever my thinking is. It's <laughs> if you're willing to show up to a conversation that you feel is going to be a little uncomfortable or is going to challenge you, like that is huge. And I give you all the credit in the world mm-hmm. that you would even show up mm-hmm. here and say mm-hmm. that to me. You know, I don't take offense mm-hmm. to it. I'm like, thank you for like putting on clothes and leaving your house to come here and right. say that to me <laughs> and let's have a conversation about it. And you may leave here and and still not agree, but at least then you've mm-hmm. done it you know, with some amount of information, which I think is, yep. is really important. Yeah. And I, I find now a lot of it is 
out of necessity, right? We're kind of forced. Some people are forced Mm -hmm. to have these conversations, but that there are more and more opportunities. And for folks, again, who are safe and feel comfortable enough in being open about who they are as individuals and, and what their beliefs are, the more we can share that collectively so that people mm-hmm. see that it isn't just a monolith, right? That they, we come in all shapes and sizes. And even if you are a straight ally, like here's why this is important to me, the more we have those conversations, the more it's just regular conversation. It's just, right. this is yeah. just what we're talking about. It's not, I'm having this gay conversation right. now. It's no, yeah. we're having a, this conversation. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. I appreciate you so much and appreciate you coming on here and speaking on just the multiple uh, subjects <laughs> that we've covered today. But and and I love that, again, I think we run very parallel lives and match each other's energy mm-hmm. to the point where we do so much of the same thing. I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your knowledge. And I love that we're also able to have a lot of fun, but then, you know, have a deep conversation as well, which is, yeah. that's what I love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I wanted, and- I wanted to ask you, yeah, like just generally, you know, for people who do want to get more involved in those conver- having those conversations or getting involved in a chamber of commerce like you, you know, what are some of the best things to do or easiest? I don't want to say easiest. Let's just say best things to do first or um, something you would recommend to dip their toes in the water and, you know, get moving. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with easiest, right? Because especially if it's uncomfortable, if, if we can make it easy and easy enough to people for people to get started, then let's do that. You know, um, I would say that it really starts again with with you recognizing if it's about wanting more information, like why why are you trying to have the conversations, right? So I think some people mm-hmm. get tripped up with feeling like I need, you know, I need to ask a certain thing or a certain way, or I can't say this, or I can't say that, or I've got all these questions. And so let me just ask my gay friend, you know, because they all know each other. And so they'll be able to answer the question, (laughs) which I have been like the token lesbian, the token black person (laughs) that like I've fit in that box quite often. And I don't personally take offense to it, but everybody ain't me. Right. So mm-hmm. don't just ask a random gay person all of your intrusive questions. Right. Because you want to know how two penises right. work together. Right. So. <laughs> right. Um, I think that it's important to understand, you know, why you're trying to get information. Right. Is it just, mm-hmm. you know, some weird kink thing that you have going on, which I find sometimes, especially, especially randomly with like straight white men. But um, I do love that. I I know I talk a lot, but I love everybody, you know. Um, But I I think that, you know, some of the opportunities, you know, sometimes it happens like you're a parent and your child now identifies within a particular, you know, within the the queer spectrum. And so you want to get information Mm -hmm. to support them or to not sound like an asshole when you're talking about certain things, right? And so you've got organizations that have been around forever, like PFLAG, right? Which are specifically parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great organization. And there's a, P- a PFLAG in, in every state and in a lot of cities. Um, and if there isn't one, start one. 
right? Um, There's certainly lots of books and things that you can find, but I I find having conversations is so much better. Um, If you are interested in, um, from a business perspective, right? Like you are a business owner or you're a professional and you are interested in figuring out Again, who, what kind of companies or businesses are LGBT friendly, supportive, so on and so forth. That's the best place to connect with an LGBT chamber of commerce, which is going to vary, right, um, depending on the state that you're in and, and cities. Uh, but they're, they exist in pretty, um, pretty broad ways across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, there may not be one directly in your city, but there's probably one not too far away. Um, again, if there is one, start one, okay. right? That um, <laughs> um, Start all but, the things. Yeah, I mean, all the things, right? I mean, there's a reason I got a whole podcast <laughs> called that, right? Um, <laughs> all the things. And it's funny, that title came up because... Uh, especially Jocelyn and I, one of my co-hosts, we would say that all the time, you know, just in conversation. We were like, yeah, because we're going to be talking about all the things. So let's just call it that. Um, But certainly you can always, people can reach out to me, you know, if you are looking for a starting place or a safe space. Um, Another resource, uh, and I'm a little biased because I used to work for them, but um, is the ACLU. So there's an ACLU, Mm -hmm. the American Civil Liberties Union. Uh, There is one in every state and there usually are, depending on how big the state and the region, there's different ones in different cities. Um, They are the folks who are um, on the ground doing the work most of the time with very limited resources. Shout out to giving them money. Um, But they are the ones who advocate from a legal end um, on all of these kind of uh, queer rights. And um, they are so connected across communities, across states that... um, even if you don't have people usually are like, well, I don't have a legal problem. No, but they're enacted that, you know, they can lead you into the direction that you need as well of connecting with other organizations and things of that nature. Um, if there is uh, an equity uh, group or uh, I'm sorry, an equality group in your state. So let's say equality, North Carolina, right um, now they tend to focus on legislative stuff, but again, those kind of grassroots, boots on the ground mm-hmm. um, organizations are the best ways to just figure out how can I help? How can I be a part of the conversation? Um, and that those are great kind of generic places um, that I would suggest within the states, especially to really connect with folks. Awesome. Or me. Or, or me. I'm happy to try to point you in the right direction. <laughs> and we will put all your information in our show notes as well. So that yeah. um, including your contact information yeah. on your website. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you want to leave us with or leave our listeners with? Yeah. Man, I feel like we've talked about so many things today. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, th- the biggest piece is knowing yourself. Take the time to get to know who you are on a really deep level, like know yourself so well that you are like done with yourself. Like, oh my, I know her or him so (laughs) well, right? And because it's the core of everything, you know, I, again, I get, this is not what we're taught, but the reality is that nobody's ever going to know you, going to love you, going to be there for you like you are. 
And so you are the best investment that you can put your energy, your time, your money into. Do that first and foremost, and then worry about everybody else later. But take a lesson from these Aries ladies, especially, and really (laughs) stand in your own power. You know, I mean, because everybody's not going to tell you how great you are all the time, but you can do that shit for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's usually my my focus for folks is focus on you and come back to everybody else later. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. That was amazing. True. Yeah. And I, I love y'all. This has been really wonderful. Can I do you want to plug yourself? Can I plug you? What? <laughs> Please. <laughs> so you can connect with Mel on WTFwithmel.com. That is also your Instagram handle, correct? WTF with Mel. Yep. Perfect. And TikTok. All the socials is all WTF with Mel. All the socials and TikToks is WTF with Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really hard time say, just saying WTF <laughs> and not what the fuck. Yes. So um, when I was bringing us in, that's really what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Mel, thank you so, so much for joining us. This has been a pleasure. And thanks for talking about all the things. Um, And thank you for our listeners. And tune in next week.